to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. Welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Today on episode 62, we've got a return guest, Miss Shannon Hart. And as per usual, she's here to talk about the thing that she loves more than most anything. I suppose her daughter would come ahead of this, no doubt. But books are pretty important to Miss Hart. And I am really excited because I love books. And I like nothing more than talking about great books. And guaranteed today, we're going to be talking about great books. Ironically, I suppose, or maybe it was planned, but today is Pink Shirt Day. And Pink Shirt Day is in support of bullying awareness, and everybody in Alberta and across Canada are encouraged to wear pink shirts with respect to bullying. Now, before we came on to air, uh, Shannon and I were talking about the origins of Pink Shirt Day, and I didn't know the origins of it. And Shannon has some information on this. So, Shannon, why don't I just uh, let you jump in? Why don't you start talking about what is Pink Shirt Day and why, why do we recognize it here? All right. Well, several years ago, uh, there was some boys and they noticed a boy showed up to school and he was wearing pink and these other boys noticed. Now, the boy wearing pink was being teased quite a bit at school and these two other bystanders decided that that wasn't okay with them. Mm-hmm. So they went out and purchased a whole bunch of pink shirts and the next day, uh, there was a sea of pink as a stand against bullying. It's not okay to tease someone for what they're wearing or what they look like. And so together, all of the bystanders united to take a stand against what had happened the day before at their school. How cool is that? And now we see it everywhere. There are hundreds and hundreds of kids in our schools, just Rundle schools, let alone all the schools everywhere else, wearing pink and bringing awareness to bully awareness, I suppose, but on the flip side, this is about kindness and about belonging and inclusiveness, and I believe that the selection of books we're going to talk about today cover those topics, and so parents, if you're listening, or kids you're listening, you might want to get your notepad handy and get ready to copy down a title or two, because I know every time I finish here with uh, Shannon, I have to run off to Chapters or Amazon or my closest bookstore and pick up a couple of these titles, so... Uh, let's get started, Jan. What do you have for us today? What's your first title? All right, so the first book I have today is called All Are Welcome Here. And this is a book that was published in 2018, and it's by Alexandra Penfold. And this is a warm and wel- welcoming picture book that celebrates diversity. And it celebrates all different faiths, all different um, interests, and it 
really celebrates everyone is included no matter who you are. And so it's about the community learning from each other's traditions and then it works through to the end where the whole community gathers to celebrate the Lunar New Year. Mm -hmm. And the message of this book is to talk to young children that no matter what, no matter where they are or who they are, is that they belong, they have a place, and they are especially always welcome at school. So this is geared probably towards our kindergarten grade one readers and it has a really interesting art there's lots to look at and the message is you belong and you're welcome here and there'll be tons to relate to i think with you know kids who are new to school uh as i'm flipping through the book it definitely gives opportunities to talk about you know what is school like for you and you know who are the kids in your class and what does belonging look like i think there's lots of themes that will be uh, easily translatable to a home conversation I love this book. It is gorgeous. And this would be one that I would read with my three-year-old son. I think mm-hmm. he would love this book. Yeah, it's, um, it's, an easy, it's an easy read, but it has lots of things that are relatable and lots to talk about. Awesome. Okay. There we go. All are welcome. Yes. And the next one is called I Walk with Vanessa, and it is a story about simple acts of kindness. This one was published in 2018. And what's interesting about this one is it is spoken about by Trudy Ludwig on the back, and she wrote The Invisible oh, Boy, yeah, which is kind of the go-to book for talking about bullying and feeling invisible and kindness. That I is a great anyway. book, by the way, The Invisible Boy. I think we may have covered it on a previous podcast. We did, yes. Really good, yeah. So this one, I Walk with Vanessa, is really interesting because there's no words in it. And so we turn through the pages, and the pages tell the story about a girl, and she is feeling helpless and alone, and she looks like a new girl at school, but she seems isolated. And then there's some really unkind things that happen. There's a a display of anger towards her, and Mm. um, there's some bystanders. And so they decide to, without saying anything, decide to stand together. And so it talks about, or I guess the themes, I guess, are you can be someone's ally without being a, saying a word at all. Right. So you can stand together. And so there's themes of acceptance and kindness, but also strength in numbers. And I think I like this book because it really underscores the message of Pink Shirt Day, which is you don't have to know someone or be someone's friend to stand up for them. You can take a stand and you can rally against unkindness without really even having a relationship with the person at all and just creating the community and the culture that we want to be in. I love it. And uh, Miss Denis from the primary school introduced me to Wordless Books a couple of years ago and I had no concept as to what they were all about. Um, but I've come to learn that they are as powerful as books with words and they drive so much good conversation because you see what kids are drawing out of the illustrations and and what it um, provokes for them really and and there are so many good conversations that come out of a a book like this so even though there aren't words on the page um, there are always lots of words shared as as you move through these books so and I walk with Vanessa a story about simple acts of kindness is absolutely a beautifully illustrated book that I can see tons of these conversations coming out of. Yeah, I I taught that one today with um, grade five and grade six, and the discussion that came out of it was was different with every group, but it was relatable to all of them. I believe it. I believe it. All right, next one. So I paired today's lesson of (laughs) I Walk With (laughs) Vanessa 
with this book here called Red, a crayon story. And so on the cover we see the cover is blue and then there's a crayon with a label on it that says red but the crayon is clearly blue. So here's this book. A little confusing. Yes. Certainly. So we have this <laughs> crayon that's blue mistakenly labeled as red and so he's having a bit of an identity crisis because everyone is telling him to be red. And so his teachers tell him they're modeling like maybe you could try harder. It's all sorts of suggestions like perhaps you could hang out with some different crayons <laughs> or perhaps you should be sharpened and they have all of these people with good intentions trying to help him be red but no matter how hard he tries he's not. Yes. And so wow. he feels like a, a failure and he doesn't belong and then a new friend comes into the picture and asks for some some help and he's able to help and this is a really powerful story because it talks about the courage to be yourself and I really like this story because it means so much on so many different levels mm -hmm. so this could be an easy lesson for kindergarten but it was super powerful in grade six and I think this would even be a book that I would read to adults and have a conversation about labels and the danger of labels and what happens when we are trying to make people fit into a certain uh, version that we've created for them and the grade sixes today had some really profound insights into that and it was it was really great conversation based on this and then we paired it with I walk with Vanessa and had um, some compare and contrast discussions on that I can see the power. Really, really great. Reminds me of, uh, there's another book about crayons. The Day the Qu Crayons Quit? Yeah. Or totally. The Day the Crayons yeah. Came Home. Yes. I think that's, like, it would be an easy transition from, like, The Day the Rayons, or Crayons Quit, or whatever the name of that book is, to this. But this has got some very, very powerful themes and mm -hmm. tones to it, which can be explored further, and it's so relatable. Mm -hmm. I mean, kids just get crayons, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, yeah, I love this book. This is this is really cool. It's a good one. It's been out for a few years. I think it was published in 2015. But it's it's one that I think we'll all be wanting to use for many years to come because there's there's so many layers to it and it's so relatable no matter what stage of life you're in. So there you have it. Red, a crayon story by Michael Hall. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, so I jumped ahead of myself a little bit, but I'm going to go back to the kindergarten and grade one books here. But this one here, Little Sweet Potato, is uh, for our younger readers. And this is by Amy Beth Bloom. Mm -hmm. And Little Sweet Potato is a sweet potato who rolls away from his patch. And then he's kind of lost and looking for his new home. And he stumbles across some really mean plants. And they have all sorts of comments to say, like he's too lumpy and too bumpy. And he can't belong because of his appearance. And so Little Sweet Potato's sad about that. And so the story is funny, but it also has the theme of appreciating yourself for who you are, lumps and bumps and mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. And that finding a community means finding a group of people who are willing to accept you for who you are, appearance and also heart. It's cool. And I think the if I'm reading the book quickly and appropriately, it looks like that metaphor for community is a garden full of different you know, vegetables and plants, which are all so different and unique, but they seem to embrace the little sweet potato. Yes. So little sweet potato by it's cute. Amy Beth Bloom <laughs> uh, is his darling book. 
And I think any kid who, you know, has ever been in a garden is going to relate to this book for sure. <laughs> and the eggplants are the meanest. It's very, it's very funny. Um, well, I liked it. All right, so the next two are What Does It Mean to Be Kind? and also Be Kind. Be Kind is by Pat Zitlow Miller. I probably got that totally wrong. Okay. And then the other one is What Does It Mean to Be Kind? by Reina DeOrio. And both of these are really great conversation starters for young children because it's hard sometimes when we're saying as adults be kind Mm -hmm. to know what that looks like Mm -hmm. and so both of these books give concrete examples on things that are kind and the value of being kind and the pictures in here too are really relatable and the ripple effect that we're looking for with books about kindness is also clear so both of those books the um, be kind book is currently signed out but i was able to get what does it mean to be kind and both of those um, help us create a common language and common understanding on how to be um, someone who does kind things. That's, uh, and it's really obviously very applicable to our Rundle College community where be kind is one of the values that we embrace. But I would like, I'd like to believe that that value is just universal and it's a, a human value. And I think being able to give those skills um, as to what it looks like to be kind and uh, what does it mean to be kind are, are really essential. As much as us starting to know what our feelings are about and being able to understand our feelings, being able to live that value is, is essential. So um, a beautiful book and right on, right on theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what does it mean to be kind? Um, Beautiful. Thank you, Shannon. You're welcome. So that's it for picture books for now. Oh, that's too bad. I was really enjoying those. (laughs) I have some more, but I think we need to stick with the script here. But I want to talk briefly about the Princess in Black series. Okay. And so this is for younger readers. I want to say K and one also, but I've been following Shannon Hale on Twitter and she is a very strong advocate for books for everyone. And so lots of times we put books into labels or categories, like this book is for girls and this book is for boys. And I think that is a conversation that's problematic. And so The Princess in Black, I think, is a great way to start that conversation. So The Princess in Black is often only given to girls because the main character is a girl. Mm -hmm. However, what Shannon Hale would say is that what are we teaching girls and boys if we are not asking them to read books about each other? And we often will have books about boys for everyone and mm-hmm. books about girls just for girls without Fascinating. necessarily true. meaning to. Yeah. And so The Princess in Black has a protagonist who's a princess and she wears black and she has a secret identity. So she is a princess and she has a castle and then there's Monsterland is nearby. And so she has a secret identity and she slips into her alter ego and battles monsters. Now there are um, other characters. There's a goat boy named Duff and he sort of cheers on the princess in black. But this is about um, so much more than that. So these, this is a series, the princess in black. It has six books right now. And what I really like, why I chose these books to start with, is because the girls in this book, the characters, support each other. So the princess in black, she is obviously a very great character. And then another princess superhero comes on the scene, and instead of viewing her as a competition um, or a rival, they work together. And so teamwork and collaboration and kindness and togetherness are what underscore all of these books and so these are important reads for boys 
and girls. And they are fun and interesting, and they are very engaging for younger readers. I believe it. I, and as you flip through these, they almost feel like a, an entry into chapter books for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early chapter books. And it's uh, as a, like, I could think, see it through the eyes of my boys. And yeah, I totally understand the fact that we probably don't read a lot of books with main characters as young women. And, but this has the appeal that will allow that entry into, into that kind of reading, which would have been overlooked by me for sure, if you hadn't brought it to my attention. I think that's real the real power of um, these conversations that we can have around all literature, but kids' literature included. So thank you for bringing that to light. I can't wait to share these with my family and kids as we continue to read with them. Well, they're a big hit in my house. I believe so, it. Uh, we have them all and read them over and over and over. So I'm very familiar <laughs> with all six. And there's a new one coming out, but um, probably not until the fall. How many, how many are there in the series? Six. Do you know? Six? Okay. Okay. You probably said that before, but thank you. Yes, you're Thank welcome. you, Shannon. All right. So moving into books for our middle, middle grade readers is our four or five sixes maybe, or mm-hmm. maybe some, some threes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've selected books that have obvious bullies and unkindness and are segregated um, characters. So the first one is a Newbery Award winner or honor Mm -hmm. and this one is called wolf hollow by lauren woke and this one is takes place between the two world wars so our main character annabelle is um lives like a really quiet life in a small town and then a new student walks into the class and um, the new student is a girl named betty and she's quickly revealed to be quite cruel and unkind and she's bullying which starts off isolated but things quickly escalate now in this town there's a world war one veteran a man named toby and he's a recluse and he's been impacted by the war and has some challenges and he's struggling with some mental health and he becomes the target of this girl's attacks this man and so the townsfolk know that toby is strange and so they give him his space but annabelle knows him to be kind And so it's up to Annabelle to take some courage to be the lone voice of justice in this book. So it's an interesting dynamic and it's an interesting setting and it was, it was really gripping. It started off slow, but Mm -hmm. I found myself captivated by it. And I think uh, what's interesting here, as I hear you talk about the book and obviously not having read it, is it sounds like it's really giving agency to um, all people in a community to exhibit kindness across generations, which um, which is really an interesting concept, I think, worth exploring with, with our kids. So, mm-hmm. bravo, it looks, it looks like a really exciting book to read. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. So moving on from there, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I'm going <laughs> to move into um, 2018 again. And this one's called Harbor Me by Jacqueline Woodson. Oh, I've seen this one in the library. Yes. yes. It's a beautiful cover. It has kind of a sunset. I know you excited about this one coming out yeah, when I think it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> this is one I think was delivered to your office by yeah, accident yeah, I and then so. was ready for it to come into my hands. It's true. So this starts with six kids and they are uh, in a special class and they are given by their teacher this time every Friday and they're put in a room and they're expected just to chat and they're mm-hmm. really uh, not sure about this at all. Like You want us just to talk to each other with mm-hmm. no adults. Mm-hmm. They are very suspicious Mm -hmm. and so they call it the art room which is a-r-t-t which is short for a room to talk and 
they're kind of a group of misfits and they're thrown together into this situation. But then they discover that they start to talk and open up to each other and they become um, more, uh, I guess, aware of each other and safe to share. And we have a whole bunch of different stories here. So we have one character whose father is deported and we have another character whose father is incarcerated and we have a character who fears racial profiling uh-huh. and we have another one who is adjusting to his changing family's fortunes and when these six characters are together they slowly open up to express the feelings and fears that they're hiding from the rest of the world and together they grow braver and more ready for the rest of their lives wow uh, and so often i think um we forget that everybody's dealing with something, you know, and I think that's, um, by the sounds of it, a bit of a takeaway from this book, the the idea that um, empathy is a difficult thing to develop, particularly when you don't know the situation that people are in or what they're dealing with, and I think this may be a good avenue to start that conversation with young adults about, we don't know what, what people are, are living with or what the background is or what the perspective is and that's worth getting to know and Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a beautiful looking book and by the sounds of it uh beautifully written with a great story as well Mm -hmm. and what i what i always want is books to help us become kinder more aware uh, more empathetic people Mm -hmm. and how we understand the world around us is by learning about other people's stories so just because my father hasn't been incarcerated doesn't mean i can't relate Right. to that character on a certain level right. and finding those um, strings that attach us, finding those those points of connection. Cool. Yeah, great, great find. That's Harbor Me mm-hmm. by Jacqueline Woodson. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was going to win some awards, but I was wrong again. <laughs> All right, I have won a the Shannon Hart Award yes. for I'm gonna <laughs> Books on Kindness. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start my own awards. All right, this one's called All's Fair in Middle School, and this is a graphic novel by Victoria Jameson. Yeah. And she wrote Roller Girl for our graphic novel fans, and the Roller Girl won a Newbery, or an honor. Mm-hmm. And so we have an 11-year-old girl named Imogen, and she's called Impy. And she has two parents, and they work at a Renaissance fair. Mm-hmm. And so she begins her training as a squire. And she knows that she needs to just improve on her bravery. Mm-hmm. And so she has a quest in mind. After being homeschooled for her whole life, she's going to go to public school. But she quickly learns that it's not as easy to fit in um, at middle school as it was um, when she's a noble knight in training right, um, right. as a background. Yeah. And so she becomes friends with a group of girls who seem really nice, but until they're not. And they all of a sudden are embarrassed by her and her thrift store clothes and her unusual family. Mm-hmm. And MP has already always thought of herself as a heroic knight, but then she makes a really poor choice and she does something really mean in order to fit in. And then she has to deal with the consequences of that. I love it. And the themes here are obviously many. I mean, transition to middle schools, one peer relationships is another transition to a different school um yeah I, and and that feeling of not being the same and how do you how do you deal with that mm-hmm. um and piled on top of that with like great graphic novel art mm-hmm. um you can see this and this is another example of like a of a character i think female character who could relate to males could relate to quite easily mm-hmm. um yeah, this is a this is a beautiful beautiful book. Um, All's fair in middle school. 
Victoria Jameson. Um, beautiful. Yeah, that's worth worth picking up. All right. So we're going to move back to my oldest book selection. This one's from 2013, and it's called The Lions of Little Rock. Okay. And this one is well-loved. You can see it's yeah, kind of dog-eared. Yeah, read and many times. Red and red and red. And so this is a little bit harder topic, but we have ourselves going back in time to 1958. So we have two girls that are separated by race, and they are both in different schools. So we have a 12-year-old character who doesn't have many friends, and then there's a new girl at school named Liz, and Liz is bold and brave and like has all the right things to say and kind of speaks up a lot, which Marley never does. And then Liz is gone, and there's a rumor there that she is a Negro girl passing as white, mm-hmm. and Marley decides that that doesn't matter because right. Liz is her friend anyways. Right. And to stay friends, they have to take on the segregation piece that the whole culture is built around and that turns out to be quite dangerous for both them and their families. Wow and it plays out throughout the course of the book no doubt. So Um, it's being a friend to someone because you know it's the right thing to do no matter how high the consequences are. Wow cool cool Um, right to the core of kindness and togetherness and that idea of yeah it comes back to humanity so often and that sounds like it's at the core of a lot of what what is in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that theme continues on with my next book, which is The Night Diary by Vera Hirandani. And this one recently won the Newbery Honor. And so this one was published in 2018. And this takes us back to 1947 and India. And India is just recently become independent of British rule and so the country is splitting into Pakistan and India and that's created tension between Hindus and Muslims and then there's hundreds of thousands crossing borders right so that's the cultural kind of historical backdrop and then our main character Nisha is half Muslim and half Hindu and so she doesn't know where she belongs yeah and she doesn't know what her country is or where they need to be right and so her papa decides it's too dangerous to stay in what's now is Pakistan so they become refugees and the journey is dangerous and difficult and well, this is like at the beginning of the book we find out that they've lost their mother and so she's really struggling with losing her mother and then also losing her homeland and so she um, is looking to put herself back together and find some belonging. And so along the way, there's a lot of kindness, but it's a true um, portrait of what belonging mm-hmm. is. We talked about belonging when we were off air before, but how how important that is in uh, feeling safe and secure and a part of a community where kindness is valued. And um, I see that as being important in this book. But I think that, and I think the second thing that is important that you keep bringing forward is like there's plenty of historical context in a lot of these books and I think there's many layers that can be taught and explored through them and so for instance this one having to do with Pakistan and India uh, all the historical context there but as well as um, lots of racial themes and and social themes that have come through in these books so I think uh, you've caught a really nice cross-section of of teachings that come come out of these books. Thank you. All right, our next one also has to do with belonging, but it fast forwards into present day. So we have a character named Mia Tang, and she feels like she's holding on to a lot of secrets. Oh, yeah. So 
the first secret is that she's living in a motel, yeah. not a big house, and her parents are immigrants and they clean the rooms, and 10-year-old Maya manages the front desk. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to school and feels like she has two different lives. So her second secret is that her parents hide immigrants. And uh-huh. if the motel owner finds out, then they're going to be doomed. Right. And then her third secret is is that she wants to be a writer. And her parents think that she should stick to math and not worry about English because English is not her first language. Right. And so she has all of these different conflicts that she's facing. So it takes Maya a lot of courage and kindness and hard work. And she needs to hold on to her job and her parents and help immigrants and guests and kind of battle through a whole bunch of different cultural um, newness and to figure out where she belongs. It looks like a really fun book, like the front of front desk has the main character sitting there obviously behind a hotel desk, but you can see that she's got a lot going on. She's writing mm-hmm. something down, she's got a baseball hat there. There's lots of context clues here that are going to help us kind of enter into the conversation on the book. And I think that's an important mm-hmm. starting point for lots of kids. Certainly yeah. was for me, was uh, the context clues that come with great cover art and I think this is great cover art so Front Desk by Kelly Yang Mm -hmm. looks like one that lots of kids will gravitate to yeah and I think some of them might be a little bit confused because the book is a lot more serious than the cover shows but then they've already found their way into it so good awesome all right our next one is called You Go First and it has um, Scrabble tiles on the cover so that drew me in yeah and it's by Erin Entrada Kelly and she wrote the Hello Universe the Newbery winner from last year Got it. And so this one is also takes place in middle school, and it's about bullying and family and friendships and fitting in. So we have two characters. We have 12-year-old Charlotte and 11-year-old Ben, and they're separated by more than a 1,000 miles, and their lives are super different. So they live across the country from each other, and Charlotte wants to be a geologist, and she's super into rocks, and Ben is obsessed with Harry Potter and history and recycling, and... <laughs> On the surface, they seem very different, but they yeah. have a lot in common. They're both um, really, really gifted individuals, and they're both experiencing family turmoil, and they both sit alone at lunch. So over the course, this takes place over a week, and they're online friends, and they connect only through Scrabble. And so they the story is told back and forth between the context of this Scrabble game. Yeah. And so it reminds us that we all struggle, and that mm-hmm. despite that we're never alone and so it's finding your place and standing up for yourself and being a friend the and the subtitle of this is you go first and then on the front cover says uh one friend can make all the difference and i think that's a really empowering statement to kids who are looking to be friendly you know knowing that they can make a difference by being friends to just one other person can be huge and i think uh the societal context here is important to consider too because I know there's a lot of online relationship building and we hope that it's mostly positive but this sounds like a avenue talk about positive online relationship too mm-hmm. whether it's through an online game like Scrabble or otherwise um, there's education that has to go along with that and I think this is a good entry into it you totally go, you go first by Aaron Kelly mm-hmm. amazing yeah it's a good one cool all right this next one is called posted by John David Anderson. Okay. This is from 2017. And 
it says it has to do about the power of words. So mm-hmm. in middle school, words are gifts yeah. or weapons. Yeah. And the right words can make you friends or enemies. Words can come back to haunt you and words can change things forever. No doubt. So cell phones are banned at their middle school. Mm-hmm. And so a group of friends come up with a new way to communicate and they start by leaving sticky notes all around the school for each other. And it catches on, and soon everyone is leaving notes. And for every kind one, there's a really cruel one right. as well. Totally. And so in the context of this, there's a new girl named Rose, and she arrives at the school, and she's different. And the sticky note war is escalating, and there's some meanness that's associated with that and some really, really um, unkind behavior and some really... Um, challenging bullying and so they the main character is named Frost and he has to decide um, how he's going to cope with this wow okay and it is definitely that yeah I think it does enter like you enter that conversation about texting through a non-confrontational space because it isn't texting it's just sticky notes but you're still dealing with the same themes as come with Mm -hmm. texting and so you know, if you're a parent and you're reading this book or your child was reading this book, that might be a good avenue to start talking about positive communication, mm-hmm. no matter if it's technology or, or otherwise. And with the sticky notes too, there's some anonymity yes. with it. Right. So that's, right. Um, that's hard too. Additionally challenging. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. All right. My last book. Okay. Let's have, have it. This is good. Is called The Truth as Told by Mason Buttle. Okay. And I talked about this at our last assembly. But uh, Mason Buttle is uh, has a hard time because of his last name. Um, yeah, and that's so it's common, right? Yeah, but he's also the biggest kid in his grade. Yeah, and he's also the sweatiest kid in his grade. Yeah, and he can barely read or write. So okay. Mason has some things stacked up against him. But on top of that, Mason's learning disabilities are compounded by grief. So 15 months before the book starts, Mason's best friend Benny turned up dead in Mason's family's orchard. Oh no. And the investigation is underway and it's dragging on. And Mason, who's very honest, uh, he can't understand why the police won't believe his story about that day. So there's sort of an ongoing investigation. And then a new boy arrives on the scene and his um, name is Calvin and he's tiny. He's this small little guy. And Mason um, and Calvin become fast friends, but they're both relentlessly bullied by the other boys in their neighborhood. So together, Mason and Calvin create an underground safe space, like an underground club for themselves. Cool. But then Calvin goes missing. Oh, no. So Mason finds himself in trouble again, and he's desperate to figure out what happened to Calvin and Benny. But will anyone believe him? Wow, this is a book that like I will read. I'm, I'm right there with you, and... It's exactly that kind of like mystery book with many layers, obviously, uh, that really would be a page turner, I think, for any young man or woman who, who resonates with. So that's, thank you for that. You're welcome. So those are some of the books I brought. I brought a whole stack, but. Wow, I think we did probably 15 books here. Some of my favorite picks from the last few years. Very cool. Well, I hope people get out there and buy these books. They're they are awesome from the picture book to the young adult fiction thank you for taking time to bring the collection to life 
-hmm. And I hope many in our community go out and, and enjoy this literature. They're also available in the Learning Commons. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I'll, I'll post the book stack on my um, on Twitter, maybe, or on uh, Instagram. So. And your Instagram is Heart Loves Books with a heart with an E. Yep. And likely, what's the Twitter handle again? Heart Shannon, H-A-R-T-E. Shannon. There we go. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for listening, and I hope people go and get these. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Shannon.